just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. And welcome to another intro to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnke and I'm sitting here with me. It's just me. Matt and Jess are not here right now. They have let me run wild to quickly tell you that this week's episode that you're about to hear was recorded live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival on Saturday Just Gone. It's our first of four shows. And man, did we have an absolute cracking time. Met a lot of great people. We packed out the venue, to be honest was probably overpacked. Sorry for the people that couldn't find a seat. We've actually revised the seating capacity slightly for the next three Saturday afternoons. If you want to come along, if you are listening to this when it comes out or anytime in April, please come to the European Beer Cafe at three o'clock. Tickets are available at the com- at comedyfestival.com.au. There's a link in the description. And yeah, we're going to do three more of these live ones. And not all of them are going to be released onto the main feed here. So next week we'll have another studio normal episode coming out. So if you want to hear them all, why not come down to the European Beer Cafe at 3 o'clock? Great times. Really, really fun. And my suggestion is to go out there and to see as many Melbourne International Comedy Festival shows as you can. And I've got a hot tip for you. One that I think if you like this show, you would really like. And that is Matt Stewart in his solo stand-up comedy show, Bone Dry, which... I think I'm allowed to tell you, is a really great show, even though I technically was the director of the show, which helped Matt a little bit put it together, but it's 99.9% Matt's stuff, and I saw it on Saturday night. I've seen it a few times now, but it's just a, it's a well-oiled machine now. It's a great show, so that's on at the Chinese Museum, and tickets to that are also available at comedyfestival.com.au. I saw it, it was sold out on Saturday night, and I've been selling out a bunch of those, so I, I also think you should book ahead to that if you can, and yeah. Check it out. I think he's coming to the Sydney Comedy Festival as well. And all the details for all Matt's future gigs are on his website, which is linked below in the description of this episode. So I think that's pretty much it from me. I don't think I've got anything else to tell you. The topic of this week's episode is very dear to a lot of do-go-on hearts. So hopefully you will enjoy it as much as we did making it. 
And yeah, I'll be back at the end of this episode with a few Patreon thank yous and a few shout outs to some of the legends that do support us. But until then, let me just tell you to enjoy this episode and I'll see you on the other side. Oh my God, I am so nervous. Stop freaking out, Jess. We've done this before. There are so many people out there and they're making so much noise Mm. and they're going to expect me to be all bubbly and happy and fun. No, they sound dangerous and deranged. Oh God, and Matt's not even here yet. Where the hell is he? Oh, hey guys. Sorry, I'm running late. Yeah, I've just been getting a Subway sub around the corner. Matt, we are on in like two minutes. You need to get into character quickly. Yo, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um. Lower, lower. Hey, hello, I'm Matt. Lower. Uh, um. Hey, 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 hello, I'm, I'm Matt. Dumber. I reckon the Saints are going to win the premiership this year. You said dumber, not delusional. Sorry, fellas. Oh, shit, that's the theme song. Oh, we're going to have to go on soon. God, I hope the audience start making some noise now. This is going to get really embarrassing as we try and welcome on stage. Us, do go on. Matt, Jess and Dave. Who am I talking to? Yeah! Hello, Melbourne Comedy Festival. How you doing out there? That's a pretty good reaction. All right. Uh, well, welcome to the show. I should say, uh, my name is Dave Warnicke. Thank you so much for joining us at uh, Live Do Go On. I'm on stage with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Yeah. That Hello. feels good. How good is this? We're here at the, th- the place we said we'd be. Can you believe it? We did it. Huh? Huh? All right, great. That's some of it best stuff, so if they're not laughing at that, then yeah. I'm fucked. It's, it's going to be a long afternoon. <laughs> Sorry for everyone who's standing. Are there any empty seats? Sorry, everyone who's standing. There's a couple in there. Hey, I'll stand in solidarity for the whole hour. I will not. Yeah. No, I'm going to sit down now. In hey. solidarity with the oh, seated people. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. I'm at a, I'm a similar height even though I'm standing, so... This is going to be okay. No, I'm going to sit down. Fuck you. <laughs> Suck in, dickheads. This is great. A lot of people, well, not a lot, but like <laughs> relatively, quite a few people coming in. Uh, anybody from interstate? A couple people from interstate. Anybody from overseas? <laughs> Front row. Fuck you. Interstate. Oh, we got on a plane for an hour. <laughs> Whatever. I've gone mean early, sorry. Yeah, yeah well, I appreciate you coming, mate. I do. Yeah. I saw that. You uh, seem great. You guys have come... Where have you come from overseas? Arizona. Ah, uh, God's country. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Texas. Sorry, that's Texas. Uh, uh, Arizona. Arizona, Phoenix country. The round mound of recent... Uh, Chandler country. What? What does that mean? He's from Arizona. Can we be, be any more from Chandler? Okay, <laughs> that's good. That is good. They're wearing matching T-shirts that both say that. Do you wear those everywhere you go? Only when we're here. Only when you're here. So that's no. Okay. Just for today. Well, it's great to have you here. Just put them on in the back of the bar. And then those T-shirts will be burned after today. Yeah. I need a little... I need like a... I need a butler. I need my own little table... It's fine. I'll figure it out. Hey, just start the show, I reckon. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, we always start these live shows by asking for a round of applause. If you've ever heard our podcast, do go on before. Thank 
fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. That makes us feel good. Uh, on the other end of the scale there, give us a round of applause if you've never heard of this podcast before. It's okay. It's okay. It's Thank always you. a very timid applause. I love it. It's like... Who was it? Show them. Yeah. Show them to me. There's Show a, yourselves. There's about this one here? Yeah. <laughs> Someone standing, please swap. <laughs> they would kill for that seat. How dare you sit in the seat of one of them? You're a real piece oh, of work. Right. Also, nice to meet you. Thanks Dave, so much for coming. Dave, Matt and I have both turned early, so you're going to have to be the sweet one today. Hey, hey, you look great. <laughs> you look really friendly. Let's be friends. That's probably more threatening than what they just had, isn't it? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Let's be friends. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> or I'll find you. <laughs> anyway, I'm the nice one, and I'll direct this to you. Basically, what this show is, one of us... Uh, don't even bother, mate. <laughs> all right. Sorry. One of us takes it in turns... Uh, oh, we all take it in turns to report on a topic usually suggested uh, by an audience member or a, or you a know, listener. You know, people who care. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. not now. <laughs> You're going to look up who suggested, aren't you? Yes. Uh, the other two people don't know what it's going to be about today. It is Matt doing the report, so we have no idea what he's going to talk about. And Neither honest, does he. I don't think he does either, yes. <laughs> This one, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Full disclosure, uh, this was written late last night. Um, well, okay. I think technically early this morning. Okay, yeah. I, I got to bed about 4am, so, and have not reread it. Let's all read it together. <laughs> I'm, I'm normally not... I'm, I'm better. I reckon it's been years since I've been this... All right, he's a new man, and let's hear his report. We usually start with a question to get us onto topic, which I imagine Jess and I will struggle with, and then we'll throw it over to all of you. Hey, I mean... I reckon might, you'll get this one. I might not struggle. I believe. I'm, I'll get it. Okay. The, I won't get it. The question is, who is... So it's a, it's a it's person. It's a person, yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Who is the most influential Hollywood producer of all time, <laughs> arguably? Is the answer, it's me! It is Sydney Schoenberg. Yay! Well done. You got it. Look, I have not drunk enough to do an hour of that voice. <laughs> well, stay hydrated. So yeah, it's about it's about the man. I was really hoping he lived a more interesting life, to be honest. But um, <laughs> I'd already committed, and it was getting pretty late. <laughs> Too late to change. Okay, give us a round of applause if you know who Sydney Schoenberg is. No? Okay, fair I'm enough. About to find out. For some reason, he's become a character on this show. So um, that fills you in, and yeah. uh, I'm yeah. going to go on a timeout for a bit. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Sydney J. Scheinberg, the J stands for J, was born. <laughs> he's not even kidding. <laughs> was born on the 14th of January 1935 in Corpus Christi, Texas. God's country. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little fact I know about Texas. Maybe take that home with you. Uh, his parents were immigrants to the USA. His mother, Tilly Grossman. Was... Wow. Is that, how you, so is that un... how you pronounce it? Grossman? Oh, yeah. I was really on board for Tilly, and then her surname was Grossman. And I'm more on board, to be yeah. honest. I like it. Yeah. She was Ukrainian, and her, uh, his father, Harry Scheinberg, was Polish. 
Scheinberg grew up in Corpus Christi, the place that I mentioned moments ago. It's in Texas. And during his teenage... God's country. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's an... Okay. Um, <laughs> during his teenage years there, he was a professional disc jockey and an English-slash-Spanish newscaster at a local radio station. He okay. spoke Spanish. See. <laughs> Come on, Dave. No, I reckon... <laughs> I reckon don't. <laughs> you know a tiny bit of Spanish. Well, this is my go-to phrase. Uh, necesito condones. I need some condoms. <laughs> but when, do it as Scheinberg. When have you ever needed to say that? In English or Spanish? Uh, all over the world, you know? <laughs> Saying it into the mirror, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I practice all my Spanish phrases in front of the mirror. Uh, so that's, that I've gone through his childhood there, obviously. <laughs> Not a lot is known. Uh, He's he an enigma. <laughs> from there he headed to New York City, in, in America, where you're from, and <laughs> he studied at Columbia University, uh, where he graduated in 1955, before heading to Columbia Law School, where he graduated with the school's highest honours. He was a real bloody nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of myself in this guy. <laughs> I like it. In 1956, <laughs> in 1956, the 21-year-old Scheinberg married 19-year-old Lorraine Gary. Lorraine. You might re remember he he, uh, he named a character in Back to the Future after her. Yeah. Keish Lorraine. Keish Lorraine. <laughs> is that right? So is her last name Gary? Gary. Yeah. I was so stoked. <laughs> Lorraine Gary. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's about as hot of a name as you could have. <laughs> Lucky you've got that laptop there. <laughs> you just see it go... <laughs> Lorraine, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. I just hear Lorraine, Gary, and I just think, Necesito condones. That's all I think. Every time. See, it comes in handy, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. For the people who are listening for the first time, yeah, this is a pretty saucy show. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 A bit risque. Yeah, sorry about that, MA+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little mini regret face. <laughs> In 1958, Scheinberg headed to California to teach... <laughs> Teach at the UCLA... To be honest, nearly all of this story happens in America. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get that a lot, so... Uh, headed to California to teach at the UCLA School of Law. Uh, while what did they teach there? I don't know. Um, <laughs> would you, I guess you would... You, school. school. They teach school, yeah, of course. That does make Sorry, sense. I feel like an it's right there in the name. Yeah. Uh, well... While there, and on the West Coast, he took a job at Review Production, which would become Universal Television, thus beginning his career in the entertainment industry. And showbiz! What's so excited to say? That's my impression of showbiz. Yeah. That's my impression of the concept <laughs> of showbiz. Thank you so much. You have to yes, say, after I an impression... I deserve that one applause. <laughs> After every impression, you do have to say what yeah. it was yeah. several times. Yeah, yeah, just, just to get make it across. Sure. But I just want to stop the report and say so he went to teach 
at a law school and then somehow ended up founding Universal Pictures? Uh, we didn't... He didn't find it. <laughs> if that's what you mean. I guess he did. It, f it found him. In a way, it found him. <laughs> well, that answers my question. <laughs> no, he, he got a job there. He didn't, he didn't found it. Oh, right, right. He got a job and then review production became Universal Television, which became... Which it probably would have become regardless of Sydney working there or not. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think we're going to hear about how he revolutionised the world. Yeah, sure, okay. Well, let's begin. <laughs> um, his career is now seen as being intrinsically linked to fellow Hollywood heavyweight Steven Spielberg. Uh, this is because Scheinberg gave Spielberg his big break when he signed him to a contract when he was just 20 years of age after seeing his first film, Amblin. Uh, the 26-minute film impressed Scheinberg enough to offer Spielberg a seven-year deal for Universal, uh, making Spielberg the youngest director in history to be signed to a long-term deal with a major Hollywood studio. Seven what, years, damn. What an absolute mistake. That did not work out well. <laughs> yeah. Terrible find. Yuck. There's also, five years or ten years, come on. Right. Seven. Yuck. It's, it's a lucky... That's no. probably superstitious. It's yuck. Yeah. Agree. Now you got me. You won me over in the end by saying it again. Three times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when signing him, apparently Scheinberg made the confidence-building promise to Spielberg, and this is, a, is often quoted, he said, I will support you as strongly in failure as I will in success. Isn't that beautiful? That's so nice. He said that while he was holding him by a candlelight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought, to me, that sounds more threatening than you thought. He's holding him over a candle saying, <laughs> yeah, I'll support you. I'll support you in failure. Yeah. All right. Just singeing the for... back of his head a little <laughs> yeah. bit. I'd hate for some of that pretty little head to get burnt. <laughs> that weird tiny beard. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a weird tiny beard, Spielberg. Anyone notice that? He's tiny beard. Hang on. Any, any beard in comparison to yours is small. Do you just see any beard that's not that and go, what is wrong what's with you? What's up, tiny beard? What's a, what's a tiny beard? It's, it's like George Lucas has a weird tiny beard as well. It doesn't fit uh, his whole face and it's short. It's weird. Okay. Look, a tiny beard is He's got this. face coming out this below the beard. This is a tiny beard. beard. I don't think you should see face below your beard. I I think you should see some facial features, though. Agree to disagree. <laughs> You've seen these features. Yeah, they are yuck. Yeah, do, do the thing where you show them how shallow oh, your man. chin is. It's my favourite. <laughs> what is with that? Can't be unseen. Sorry about that. That should have come with a warning, sorry. Trigger warning. Oh. Just remember, that's my real face. <laughs> that you're <laughs> reeling in horror at. Put it away. I have. I have. <laughs> in 1973, Scheinberg was... Oh, my God. Scheinberg was, became the president... <laughs> I told you he was influential. <laughs> <laughs> he changed the English language. Uh, he became the president of MCA Incorporated and Universal Studios alongside another heavyweight, Lou Wasserman. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, him, no one yeah. love. The Lou Wasserman. 
Wasserman. Lou spelled L E W as well. Lou. Lou. Wasserman. 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 Could be. Uh, during Scheinberg's reign, Universal had huge success. Uh, they had the biggest movies of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Can you name those movies? <laughs> Jaws. Yes. E.T. Yes. Jurassic Park 1. Yes, you fucking nerd. <laughs> Thank you. Thank God, because I zoned out at the start of his sentence. <laughs> and I came back in as he said, can you name it? And I was like... <laughs> and they were all, they were all Spielberg-directed films. Told you it was a mistake. I told you. <laughs> uh, when Jaws was being made, one of the first roles cast was that of Ellen Brody. The actor scoring the role was... Lorraine Gary. Do you remember her from before? No. Oh. <laughs> Sydney, it's Sydney's wife. Oh. So I don't know if that's coincidence or what, but that oh. was one of the very few big film roles she had. She walks into the audition room and he's like, oh, you're here. Oh, hi, well, honey. <laughs> proceed. She was in, she ended up being in all, like, the first three Jawses. Jawses. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for repeating the correct word I said. <laughs> Just uh, underline how correct it was, I think. Uh, Spielberg was in the director's chair, and, but was still relatively unknown, having only directed one feature film prior to this. The production hit many snags along the way, but Scheinberg came to Spielberg's defence, backing his protégé, even when the production w ran well over budget. And when word started to spread around the industry that this shark movie would be an epic financial disaster, he continued to back him anyway. <laughs> this guy! I like this guy! You know, he's one of my guys! Yeah, sure, he's got a small, tiny beard, but you know what? I don't want to see his face. I want to see a small beard on every man I got. Yeah? Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Sydney, come back. He's always in and out. This is the best bit of Sydney. <laughs> he's yeah. showbiz. Yeah, you never knew, but there's jazz hands every time I do it. <laughs> That's great. I also like that they were calling it like this little shark film. Yeah. That's cute. It's funny because it was a pretty low budget film and yeah, it was expected to be. But I mean, anyway, all right, I'll just keep reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it was the first major film to be shot on the ocean. How about that? <laughs> Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Before they did that, there was one swimming pool in Hollywood. And it was like an above-ground, <laughs> one-metre-deep pool. Yeah. Is this correct? Yeah, basically. They they normally shoot in tanks in Hollywood. So they're out on the sea. They're out on the sea. Oh, love it. Uh, that salty air in their face. Uh, uh, but and it, in their camera equipment. It, it's getting all salt and wet. Apparently they came back after hugely long days, hugely long, and they, um, they'd be sunburnt and they'd have sand in their underpants. It was a real nightmare, absolute nightmare. And it's there for days. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many times you shower. There's yeah. still sand in your ass crack. Yeah. All your nooks and or crannies. Yeah. Our crew members gave the film the nickname Flaws. Cop that, that, dickheads. That is good writing. That is yeah. good. Spielberg has since taken the blame for a lot of the issues, blaming his perfectionism and inexperience. Oh, that's like going into a job interview and they say, what are your weaknesses? And you go, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. But then you I work a little too hard. <laughs> then, you, then you also back it up by saying, I'm also very inexperienced. 
<laughs> Don't worry, I got this. I know what I want, but I do not know how to get it <laughs> at all. Uh, he was the one to insist that the film was shot at sea. Uh, also insisted that they use a life-size mechanical shark. Latest Has anybody seen that shark? At Universal, Universal Studios? Studios? Yeah. It's not aged well. Yeah. Like, considering how scary that movie was when it came out, now it's like, uh. And did you see this in 1998? Yes. We both went to Universal Studios in 1998, separately with our families from the affluent east. <laughs> This story has gone down in Warnicky family history. So you're on a ride and it takes you through the back lot of Universal Studios, shows you, you know, the Alfred Hitchcock psycho house, all that kind of stuff. You get up, uh, you cross this little bridge and there's uh, the music starts. Dun, 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 and then Jaws appears. No, sorry, I think the music was. That's true. Sorry. I always get my films confused. Yeah. I'll do the soundtrack from here if you like. And my dad leans over to take a photo over the edge of the cart. His sunglasses fall off into the mouth of the mechanical shark. And they were eaten. And we sued. <laughs> because America is a great country like that. Any small grievance, $200 million. Please just go away. Yeah, but that's, my dad tells that story a lot. And he's here tonight. Yeah, Dave's dad's a lot of fun. You know, I, in, <laughs> he's a great guy. He's coming next week if you want to meet him. So, so who's my parents? Really? When are yours coming? I, I don't know. <laughs> Tell them to come next week. Okay. They're not coming. They're not coming. <laughs> he just went out for a packet of cigarettes a couple of years ago. <laughs> He'll be back any minute. When you were there, I mean, you guys did have a, you know, a pretty affluent upbringing, going to Universal Studios and on and out. Well, you know, I was at Gumbaya Park that year, so... <laughs> so, cop that dickhead. Um, so, yeah, he said, this is a quote from him that I don't know if it's worth saying, but we're here now. Um, Spielberg said, so he's blaming himself. He said, I was naive about the ocean. <laughs> I didn't Are know what all? it was. <laughs> 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 yeah. He said, the hubris of a filmmaker who thinks he can conquer the elements was foolhardy. But I was too young to know I was being foolhardy when I demanded that we shoot the film in the Atlantic Ocean and not in a tank. <laughs> <laughs> he was specific it, about the ocean. Yeah. It is weird because like, everyone told him, let's do it and no one's ever done this before. Yeah. And he said, I think I got this. <laughs> I made a 26 minute film. Um, <laughs> About a couple of hippies who went in a car for a bit, so... I think I know what I'm doing. I think I know the ocean. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, you said the mechanical shark hasn't aged well. Well, it, it didn't age well from the beginning because it, <laughs> it was very unreliable and because of that, they had to use a more minimalistic approach. They sort of alluded to the shark more than showing it. Showed the fin, used that song, how'd it go again? Na, 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 yeah. Na, na. Absolutely terrifying. Ominous. Ominous yeah, yeah, tune. Yeah. It just gives me chills. Even <laughs> performing it myself now. <laughs> yes, I'm calling that a performance. <laughs> what, what was your showbiz impression before? <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so Spielberg has said that in, in hindsight he was pretty glad that the shark was no good because it made the film better. Um, made it more like a... Who's that old... English guy with the birds film? Hitchcock. Hitchcock. More Hitchcocky. I just mentioned him five minutes ago. Did you? Yeah. yeah. 
Was oh. it in relation to this? Yeah, the Psycho House up on the hill. The Universal Studios tour. Oh. I forgot you weren't there. <laughs> no, I just wasn't listening. I thought we'd all been in 98. Do you know who was instrumental to the forming of all the Universal theme parks? Sidney Scheinberg. No. Yeah, he, apparently he was the one who, who um, uh, pushed it for Universal to get involved and they became like a big competitor to Disney. And at the opening of one of their big parks, they, um, in the, I think it was in the Jaws ride, the, the shark thrashes around and Sidney Scheinberg got them to put um, some Mickey Mouse ears in the water with blood <laughs> around it. <laughs> <laughs> He's an ideas man. <laughs> Bit of fun. Uh, apparently, the initial budget for Jaws was four million, but it ended up costing nine million to make. But through all that, Scheinberg backed Spielberg, and um, he was vindicated in the end because it went on to take four hundred and seventy-one million dollars at the box office, Woo! which apparently would be over one point nine billion today. Billion with billion. a B. Yeah, that's so much. Imagine that. Money. It, took, it took four hundred and seventy-one million dollars at the box office, which would be one point nine million dollars today. <laughs> yeah, the economy over in America is <laughs> fucked. <laughs> no way you got out. Well done. Uh, despite the huge success of, the f of films like Jaws, perhaps the thing Scheinberg is best known for, at least amongst the do-go-on hardcore fans, <laughs> is that, oh, you'll, oh, this is so good that you might not know this. Great. Um, he wanted Back to the Future to be renamed Spaceman from Pluto. <laughs> and and I, I don't, because I talked about this on a very early episode where we talked about Back to the Future, the trilogy, but I didn't read it. I don't think I read out the actual memo that was sent. And this is what... Scheinberg sent to Spielberg and the, the Zemeckis, <laughs> uh, the writers of the film. Um, although I believe that the present draft Sorry, is... Sorry, it is in capital, so if you could yell it. Oh. <laughs> well, like maybe you, I mean, should, yell, you be, you know? should Scheinberg be probably reading it, I suppose. Oh, we... I just went to drink from my microphone. You do, I think you do that every, every time. Every time. I can't be holding two things. I did it. <laughs> I got a clap for drinking. I'm 28 years old. All right. Well, all right, I've been Sydney. Quietly psyching myself up in the corner here. <clears throat> hey, I'm Sydney. I'm going to read my letter out loud. Okay, okay. Okay. Although I believe that the present draft is terrific and I marvel at the improvements that have been made from the Columbia version, I continue to believe that the title leaves much to be desired. There are a number of reasons why I find the title less than wonderful. But my primary concern is that it appears to make the picture a genre picture, literally spelled pick hyphen chur. I think the script and hopefully the film deserves a better title. Yours sincerely, Sydney Scheinberg. Gotta go. 1980s. Bye. Whoa. Welcome back. Welcome back, Dave. Whoa. Where am I? Yeah. You bailed less than halfway through, and I understand why, because... Oh, is there more? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe that is uh, too full-on for people yeah, to listen honestly, to, Yeah, honestly, that though. was exhausting. Um, <laughs> and my ears are bleeding, so... From there, he said, now that I've buttered you up... <laughs> <laughs> that was the buttering? <laughs> Apparently, he's, he had a reputation of being a real harder. He, in the, him and uh, Wasserman, Wesserman... He was the bad cop. Wasserman was the good cop. I thought it was Wasserman. Wasserman. That's right. That's what I said. Uh, so now that I've buttered you up, I would suggest we consider the title Spaceman from Pluto. 
Underpinning these suggestions are the following thoughts. One, modify the dialogue on page 35 so that Sherman calls Marty a spaceman from Pluto. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, the title doesn't make sense. And every film has to somewhere mention the title of the film. Because in the the original draft, obviously, uh, on page 35, Sherman calls Marty a back to the future. And... It feels clunky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two, modify Marty's dialogue on page 77 so that he identifies himself as a spaceman from the planet Pluto <laughs> instead of what was scripted Darth Vader from Vulcan. Did that make the... Anyway. Um, and three, finally, change the title of the book written by George, his father, and referred to on page 130 from a match made in space to... Spaceman from Pluto. (laughs) (laughs) It's like any opportunity. Just change. Can we just change? Change Lorraine's name to Spaceman from Pluto. Could the dog be called Spaceman from Pluto? He's like, and the credits at the start, instead of saying Back to the Future, maybe you could say this film is called Spaceman (laughs) from Pluto. Oh, that's good. Just to really hit it home. He said, obviously you get the idea. I'm sure there will be those who will argue that the movie will appear to the audience to be a cheap, old-fashioned sci-fi flick. Nonsense! (laughs) I think it's a kind of title that has heat, originality, and projects fun. Most importantly, I think it avoids the feeling of a genre time travel movie. Sincerely, Scheinberg. Sorry, how does he sign off again? Gotta go! Bye! (laughs) He's always on the move. Yeah. I mean, he's an important guy. He's Gotta universal. Go. He so is universal. The team behind Back to the Future got this and they're like, oh, shit, How, can we stand up? This guy is very important. He's the one getting the film made. So, but they knew Spielberg was close with him, so they together they got Spielberg to reply um, uh, with a memo saying, thanks for your most humorous memo. We all got a big laugh out of it. <laughs> Keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I think, and apparently, Schoenberg was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah funny." It's a little funny joke I made. <laughs> <laughs> we all had fun with that. <laughs> the other thing he did, which I love, well, actually, I hate. Sorry, I changed my mind there. <laughs> Initially, uh, Doc Brown's pet was going to be a chimpanzee, right? And Schoenberg. Uh, said, no film has ever been a hit with a chimp in it. He said, change it to a dog. So they did. Um, and, yeah, anyway. I, I, like, I like chimps. <laughs> and apes. Chimps are apes, mate. Fucking grow Fuck. up. Fuck. Read a book! About chimps. Damn it! Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh my God, it's expanding, like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's, yeah. oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage or oh. nails oh my gosh. or uh, consulting. Should we after this get mani-pedis? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh, yeah. it looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What? It, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, Scheinberg was involved in another famous 80s Incident, also prime rate related. Um, oh my god, what did he do? <laughs> uh, condomo, por favor. <laughs> condomo! <laughs> I think that's Italian, sorry. You'd be in the chemist having to act it out. Huh? 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 No. <laughs> no, one's, no one's getting condomo out of that. Well, I didn't commit. No, you didn't. And I'm <laughs> glad you didn't. Uh, sh- uh, so this other incident uh, when he was leading Universal was in a court case against Nintendo alleging their new arcade game, Donkey Kong, infringed on Universal's intellectual property, King Kong. Uh, I touched on this in the Don- Donkey Kong episode of Primates. Um, but for those of you who haven't heard it... Um, oh, yeah, a couple... Are you cheering because you haven't heard it or...? <laughs> Uh, it was an episode with Naomi Higgins and Evan Ross Smith. Okay. I don't know. Look it up. I don't All know. Right. Quit plugging your other pod. Um, nah, good on you. We but at the time when you. I talked about it, I had no idea that Scheinberg was involved in the story. But he was the he was the the head of Universal and he was the one that would push for this court case. According to Vice's motherboard, Nintendo was still an unknown electronic gaming company that just settled in Seattle from. <laughs> From Japan. So Universal thought that Nintendo would run scared as soon as its lawyers came. During a meeting with Nintendo, Scheinberg was quoted as saying... Where am I reading from? Uh, they quoted stuff at the top of it. You'd better start saving money to pay our attorney's fees! I view litigation as a profit centre! Yeah, that's badass. Yeah. Now I've got to go by... <laughs> Uh, the head of Nintendo, uh, the head of Nintendo's US operations, Minoru Arakawa, was leaning towards settling with Universal, but their attorney, a man named Howard Lincoln, believed they would win if it went to court. After a bit of investigating, Lincoln found that Universal had previously been in court fighting for its right to use the, the King Kong name themselves 
In this case, Universal's own defence stated that King Kong was in the public domain and thus they had the right to use it. So that already argued in court the opposite of what they were now trying to argue in court. Uh, Sydney, what a guy. Um, this man... He's a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, Universal and Nintendo ended up going to court where, according to Vice, Nintendo showed an overwhelming collection of evidence that proved not only that Nintendo wasn't infringing anything, but also that Universal was being hypocritical. Vice goes on to say that US District Court Judge Robert W. Sweet, he decided that Universal couldn't claim the rights to King Kong and that the Donkey Kong game had nothing to do with their own furry ape. On top of that, it got so ugly for Universal that the judge determined that Tiger Electronics' King Kong handheld game, which Universal had previously licensed the King Kong name to, actually looked too much like a rip-off of Donkey Kong. So, <laughs> so Nintendo was given the option of taking Universal's licensing fees for that title as well. <laughs> so he went in to try and well, gab some from cash and it ended up... <laughs> he, oh. yeah. I view litigation as a profit-making <laughs> centre. Oh, no, I've lost all my money. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sydney. Sydney, what a guy. Uh, uh, next thing. <laughs> oh, mwah. <laughs> uh, Seamless. After reading Thomas Keneally's novel Schindler's Ark, Scheinberg sent it to Spielberg suggesting it would make a great film. They decided to make it, uh, and a small budget was allocated, as Holocaust films were rarely profitable, apparently. And Spielberg didn't even accept a salary for the film, as he believed it would be a flop. He was wrong as it made over 300 million and was one of the biggest films of the year. Wow. Scheinberg left Universal in 1995 after it was taken over by the Seagram Company. He founded his own production company with his sons, John and Bill, a few months later called The Bubble Factory. Have you heard of this? Absolutely Anyone not. Anyone heard of The Bubble Factory? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good name. Uh, Sounds really whimsical. Do you know who came up with it? Who? Lorraine Gary. Yeah, Lorraine. <laughs> Apparently when someone important came over and they were like, oh, where's Sydney? She said, oh, he's out in the backyard playing bubbles with the kids. <laughs> then I guess at the... Bu- I don't know. That's how she back- invented the name. Well, like, I Telling think th- someone <laughs> what her husband and children were doing. I don't Go think on. he was... He probably wasn't playing bubbles every time. <laughs> playing bubbles is also weird. <laughs> Suddenly they're in their mid-twenties and he's still out the back playing bubbles playing with Playing bubbles. Yeah. What are the rules to bubbles? <laughs> How do you win bubbles? I did not come here to be attacked. Okay? <laughs> I'm trying to educate you about a great man and that is not okay. <laughs> For its first couple of years, the Bubble Factory was financed by Seagram. And pro- Seagram's a company that started out making whiskey in Canada. I love the like the business over there is so wild. It's like now they're a film anyway. Um, so they'll find uh, the Bubble Factory was financed by Seagram and produced films uh, with the budgets of around forty million. Uh, and the part of the deal was that Universal would release them. But after films such as Flipper, starring Paul Hogan, flopped. <laughs> that was flopped. That was entirely unintentional. You don't even know your own genius at two a.m. <laughs> Flipper was a flopper. That's fun. That is fun. Uh, the deal was ended by Seagram's. I remember Flipper very fondly, but I was a dumb child. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a massive hit. It may I don't remember the plot of Flipper. It did not make its budget Isn't back. Isn't Elijah Wood in Flipper? Yeah. And Flipper is in Flipper? No. Uh. Think of oh, another Flipper. film. I imagine... I, actually, now I think of Flipper, I actually imagine Free Willy. Yes. 
And then at, instead of a whale jumping at the end, it's just a seal. Is that the film? No. Is that Flipper? No, Flipper's a dolphin. Where the fuck do you get a seal from? They've got little flippers. They've got flippers. They flip, they flop. They flip and flop. Did Scheinberg say that it should be a seal? Surely. It makes way more sense. Nobody likes dolphins. (laughs) Like, you can't even get them on land to hang out. Yeah, true. I I think... um... You ever tried to high-five a dolphin? Good luck. Are you thinking of Alex the seal? Probably. Another big hit. (laughs) Uh, Whoops. (laughs) Next thing. (laughs) After the deal was ended, the Bubble Factory continued on as an independent producer and released films, and now you're going to kick yourselves. Uh, You're like, oh, no, I had heard of them after all, right? They released films such as Bad Girls from Valley High, Uh Mummy's Surprise, Uh and Slappy and the Stinkers. (laughs) Are they all pornos? I was going to say shotgun being slappy because then you two are the stinkers. <laughs> oh, and then you said, you, then you made it porn related. Don't you think it sounds like, it sounds like a porn? What was it? Mummy's surprise. I think that was... That was oh. This man produced Jaws and now he's producing Mummy's surprise. What kind of mummy? Do you reckon like... Uh, mummy or like... No, I was thinking Pick like, up your socks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I gave you two options. Yep, isn't an answer. Uh, well, the word I was thinking is probably not said anymore. Um, oh, God. Uh, the... Can you say slutty? Probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't have said it. Would not have said it. Yeah. Thank you for checking. Okay. I reckon... Yeah, don't... I reckon don't. Avoid that one. I won't say that. Yeah. That was a close call. Um... <laughs> This has become a real mummy surprise up here, hasn't it? Ugh. Porno? What? Yeah. What does that mean, yeah. Matt? Next thing. Uh, Scheinberg had plenty of successes uh, that I haven't had time to go into. Next thing. He also um, he was in- instrumental. Or ignore Jess. It could be that too. It's hard to when you keep talking over me, but. <laughs> <laughs> swapped places. <laughs> um, he he um, was instrumental in, in Universal purchasing iconic record labels like Motown and Geffen. So he did a, he did all sorts of stuff as well as the theme park stuff. Um, and while you know you think of him with the blockbusters like Back to the Future and Jaws and all that, he also uh, was involved in a bunch of Oscar winners uh, while at Universal, including The Sting won an Oscar in 73, Out of Africa in 85, and Schindler's List in 93. Um, But it was his relationship with Steven Spielberg that will probably be remembered the longest. And when Sydney... Sorry if you're hearing this for the first time. Sydney passed away on the 7th of March, 2019, uh, just just last month, at his home in Beverly Hills at the age of 84, Spielberg released a statement saying, My heart is broken at this news. For now, let me just say that Sid had a big personality and a tender heart. He was the tallest, most stand-up guy I ever knew. He gave birth to my career and made Universal my home. He gave me Jaws. I gave him E.T. We'd have a brag in a time like this, but I gave him E.T. And he gave me Schindler's List. We're a team for 25 years, and he was my dear friend for 50. I have no concept about how to accept that Sid is gone, for the rest of my life, I will owe him more than I can express. That's nice. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So, 
rather than ending on that sad note, I found this website. <laughs> found this website called VIPFact.com, and you can look up any celebrities on here. And there's, and I haven't read through any of these yet, but. Um, <laughs> Just give him a sec to have a scroll. But the, have the, a only, scroll. the only one I saw that I found fascinating was there's all these boxes with different questions and stuff, right? This one says, is Sydney Scheinberg gay or straight? <laughs> Many people enjoy sharing rumours about the sexuality and sexual orientation of celebrities. We don't know for a fact whether Sydney Scheinberg is, <laughs> is gay, bisexual or straight. However, feel free to tell us what you think. <laughs> Vote by clicking below. <laughs> the weirdest... Hey, have a quick vote on what you think someone's sexuality is. What's should happening? All, should we all have a vote now? No. Yeah. Correct <laughs> instinct there, Soph. <laughs> the rain is standing there going, guys. Yeah. Guys. Hello. <laughs> That's odd. Yeah, what are we... That's an odd... Well, it's... I'm glad I've given this side a plug. Um... <laughs> uh, did you find any other celebrities where people have already voted? Uh, they, people have voted on this one. Oh my god. It's, um, yeah, gay is leading by a long way. <laughs> there's quite a bit of evidence to the contrary, but there's other, here's a question that said, um, uh, are there any photos of Sydney Scheinberg's hairstyle or shirtless? <laughs> Do we get to vote? <laughs> no, it answers the question though. There might be. <laughs> Nobody, nobody is writing these questions into this site. It's just one sad, lonely person going, well, I'm going to give the people the information they want, and that's ambiguous information. Irrelevant ambiguous information. There might be, but unfortunately we currently cannot access them. Unfortunately? <laughs> From our system. We are working hard to fill that gap, though. Check oh. back in tomorrow. Imagine someone's checking in every day. Can I see Sydney's hairstyle? <laughs> I need to see and it. And all shirtless. <laughs> How weird. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll finish uh, with this one. It's an important question. What is Sydney Scheinberg doing now? <laughs> oh, let's take a vote. <laughs> Supposedly 2019 has been a busy year for Sydney Scheinberg. However, we do not have any detailed information on what Sydney Scheinberg is doing these days. Maybe you know more. Well, now we do. Feel then free to add the latest news, gossip, official contact information, such as management phone number, cell phone number or email address, and your questions below. No one is filled out there. Um, all right, no, that, I can't leave on that. All right, um... <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have started this. There's no good out. You're in it now, baby. <laughs> Does Sydney Scheinberg do drugs? Does Sydney Scheinberg smoke cigarettes or weed? It is no secret that many celebrities have been caught with illegal drugs in the past. <laughs> Some even openly admit their drug usage. Do you think that Sydney Scheinberg... <laughs> Does smoke cigarettes, weed, or marijuana? Let me guess. <laughs> this is cops. Cops are running this website for yeah. sure. Definitely undercover operation. Yeah. What oh. do you think? Get yeah. in touch with us. Yeah. Do you have any photos of him uh, importing illegal heroin? Do you have drugs? Yeah. What is your address? 
Or does Sydney Scheinberg do steroids, coke, or even stronger drugs such as heroin? Tell us your opinion below. Zero percent of voters think that Sydney Scheinberg does do drugs. I would agree with that. Yeah, does. It does. In the present tense, certainly. Um, 100% are convinced that Sydney Scheinberg has never tried drugs before. I should have ended when I, we talked about cops there and that got a bit of a laugh. <laughs> I never know the time to, to leave. But, um, yeah, I guess I'll just talk now. and. How about now when I say, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Matt Stewart and Sydney Scheinberg! <laughs> Finishing strong. I found that website at the back of the room. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. You did great. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry for talking over you. Not now. Just please. <laughs> There's visitors. <laughs> okay. Maddie, um, where do you think we are? <laughs> yeah, we're not at home, mate. All right. Dave, get us out of here. Guys, uh, we've we got to say thank you so much for coming out to our first live podcast at the 2019 Melbourne International Comedy Festival. We have three more of these to go on the next three Saturday afternoons, but you guys came to the first one, and we love you for it. And um, give yourselves a round of applause for yeah. coming out, supporting our show. Thank you. Uh, before we go, I've got to tell you a hot tip for a great comedy show that you can see tonight or any of the next 21 approximate nights, and that is <laughs> Matt Stewart Bone Dry. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for that tip. Uh, yeah, it's on at 7 o'clock at the Chinese Museum, and it's a pretty good time. Um, oh, at 7 o'clock or your show? Or... 7 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. That's a great time. <laughs> you are the pun great. master. Is that a pun? That is, is not that a pun. A... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, that what seems a like a pun. Yeah. It should be a pun. It should be, if it's no, not. Can we change that to a pun? It's more of a homonym. Ugh. Time can have two meanings, Shut but up. it's the same word. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Stop talking. <laughs> um, but we're also, we've got three more live shows over the next uh, three weeks. And you should come to those as well. Uh, this will be going up this week in the feed. Yep. But the... Probably, I don't know if any of the other ones will. I'm not sure. They might be Patreon only. We should talk about this some other time. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out. You just relax. Yes. Um, we will be... Uh, there's another show quite quickly after us, so... Uh, the Little Dum Dum Club, but they're yeah. sold out, so don't worry about it. A little, bit of, a little bit of admin. So uh, we'll get you to... We'll be leaving through the back stairs. We do have T-shirts over in the corner. If you'd like to come over and buy a T-shirt, you certainly may. If you want to just have a chat to us, head downstairs. We'll come downstairs um, very soon. The Saints well. are on in about an hour. If anyone wants to watch the game, I think it'll be on TVs downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that does bring us to the end of the show. So yeah, we'll be up the back for a little bit, but we have to get out of here pretty quick. So just to reiterate what Jess said, if you want to just say hi, come downstairs. But let's have a big round of applause for the European Beer Cafe. Carl Chandler, who organised all this stuff. We had Talia on the door. Julio on sound. Thank you very much. And until next time, we'll say thank you so much for coming out. And I guess it's goodbye. Waiters, Bye. cheers.
you're back in the studio with Dave. And let me just say, what an absolute triumph. And I don't think Matt or Jess would be ashamed of me saying that. I think they'd agree. We had a great time at the European Beer Cafe. And genuinely, thank you to everyone that did come out and uh, fill that first show. If you think it sounded like fun and you want to come and enjoy that fun, we are doing that three more times the next three Saturdays at the European Beer Cafe at 3 p.m. kickoff. We've got some brand new T-shirts to sell, a uh, beautiful design that our fantastic uh, friend and artist Peter Thomas has designed. He's also done our logo and a lot of stuff in the past, including the Primates logo that you probably know and love from Matt's other show. So thanks to Peter for that. Yeah, some really cool really cool T-shirts that you can only get at the gigs. If you want to get one, uh, we'll give them to you for a beautiful, beautiful price. Hey. Eh? Anyway, uh, thank you so much again to everyone that did uh, come to the fantastic venue that is the European Beer Cafe. All right, it's time to thank some beautiful people that support the show on Patreon. And if you want to be one of those aforementioned beautiful people, all you got to do is go to dogoonpod.com and click on the Patreon link or go to patreon.com slash dogoonpod. And the way it works is if you chuck in any money, a couple of bucks a month, five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, whatever, you get different uh, rewards for different levels of support, including up to two bonus episodes every single month that no one else hears. And maybe some of the live ones that are recording coming up at the European Beer Cafe will go on there, which means that we can be probably a little looser than normal. We can say stuff, controversial stuff. Oh, you get Jess going and she is controversial. You've heard what she said about Bindi Owen a couple of years ago. Guess what she says about I don't even want to say. That's not true at all. But anyway, we'll, uh, we will have fun uh, with those live ones and a lot of the Patreon people will hear those as well as other stuff like quiz episodes. We do all sorts of bonus things and you get to hear about episodes in advance or live shows in advance, I should say. You can get tickets to that kind of thing. And we also shout out to some people. But there's also a thing called the fact, quote or question. All the people in the Sydney Scheinberg deluxe package level Rest in peace. And, of course, that episode was in memory of Sydney Scheinberg. Uh, people at that level get to give us a fact, quote, or question that we'll read out on the show. And they also give, get to give themselves a job title or a title for how they are related to the to the podcast. And for the first time, first entrant on the fact, quote, or question, because there's not that many of the people in this very exclusive tier, people uh, get to come up a lot more frequently than the other levels. And for the first time, though, Nick Nicholas Olofsson, fantastic name. Nicholas, thank you so much for your support. Nicholas has given himself the title of Freelance Peacekeeping Agent. I like that. A man of peace, but also freelance. We have to pay you more. Hey, keep the peace. We'll do it. And uh, Nicholas has given us probably of the fact, the quote or the question, Matt would be able to tell you this more because this is usually his bag, but... I think probably the one that said the least out of the three is a quote, but I like a good quote. And Nicholas says, I bring you a quote from Nick Offerman that you guys can probably relate to. And Nick Offerman says, quote, figure out what you love to do, then figure out how to get paid to do it, end quote. Wise words from Nick Offerman. Yeah, they say... Never work in a day in your life if you enjoy what you do. And part of our job has become the podcast, which is so, so fun. And when we started out doing it, it wasn't any part of our job. It was just a fun thing to do. And now it has literally become, you know, a big part of our lives, especially because of people like Nicholas Olofsson on Patreon. 
means that we can make ends meet a bit better. So you are one of the beautiful people that are making us, you know, be able to do what we love in some ways for a living. So, yeah, hopefully that inspirational quote from Nick Offerman can inspire some other people. So thanks, Nicholas Nicholas Olofsson. Much appreciated. All right, and of course, another big part of the show is shouting out to our Patreon supporters. And usually we choose six per episode, but just so you don't hear me bang on and on and on at the end of this episode, because it's only me, I'm going to shout out to three very special people that support the show. And we do these in order of when they're pledged. So we don't pick them at random. We uh, we try and go through and do it in order as much as we uh, is humanly possible, I should say. So if you've, if you've been waiting a while, I'm sure you're coming up soon, but I've got three people that I would like to thank by name now. And usually we have Jess here to give us a game or something. But I'm thinking, because that episode was about the great man, Sidney Scheinberg, that maybe, just maybe, I can twist my old mate's arm a little bit and get him in here to thank a couple of our patrons. No promises, but I'll see if Sydney is up for it. Let's Let's see how we go. Okay, I would like to thank... For their Patreon support from London, I would like to thank Ellie Taylor. Ellie Taylor, thank you so much for your support. And Sydney, you going to do this? Come on, mate. I'd really appreciate it if you just thank Ellie Taylor from London. Okay. Okay, Dave, I'll do what you say. I'll do what you say. I appreciate everyone that supports the show on Patreon. By the way, it's uh, Patreon. Am I saying that? Am I a Patreon? Well, it's, I don't know what that word is. Make, makes me think of pantry. We even have pantries in America. I don't even know. I've got, I've got too much food. Too much food in the pantry. Anyway, take out the stuff. You know, take out the, the take out the mustard. I don't need mustard. I only have tomato sauce. Well, I call it ketchup because I'm American. Of course, I forget these things sometimes. But anyway, uh, Sydney Scheinberg here, by the way. Uh, of course, you know my voice. I'm a very, uh, very famous man. But anyway, who am I thinking? Who am I thinking? Ellie Taylor from London. Ellie Taylor, London. I went there one time. I saw Paddington Bear at the station. I said, what, what, where are you from? You're from deepest, darkest Peru? And he said, yeah, yeah I've I, I just caught the train here. And I said, a train from Peru? How the hell does that work? Anyway, not a, man of, not a man of transport. I don't know these things. Anyway, I'd like to thank her. What's her name again? Ellie Taylor. Okay, Ellie Taylor. Thanks so much for supporting. What's the show called again? Do go on. Do, do go on. Why do you call it um a podcast from from Mars, you know, you know, I've tried Pluto, no one went with that. How about Mars? Uh, I just think we're just going to call it Dugo One if that's okay. Okay, whatever you say. But Ellie Taylor, thank you so much. You're number one person, number one person, number one of the box office. I swear, if you're going to be an actor, you're going to be an actor. Okay, okay, gotta go. I see Taylor when I know. Gotta go. Bye. Whoa. I really hope you don't leave Sydney because I'm really hoping you thank two more people. It'd be horrible if I got Ellie thanked, but the next two people missed out on that. So maybe he'll come back. He's just gone to get a drink, I think. Sydney. All right, anyway, uh, hopefully it comes back. I would like to thank now another person who supports the show on Patreon and uh, also from overseas, thank you so much for supporting the show, from Houston, Texas, Eli Shop Fisher. Eli Shop Fisher. Sydney? Oh, he's come back. All right, thanks. He's got me a drink as well. Appreciate that. Um, Cheers. Okay, Uh, Eli Shop Fisher, we're thanking Sydney from Houston in Texas. Texas! Texas T! They call it, I think they call oil that. You know, I struck oil in my backyard one time. That's how I got so rich. I don't know if Matt said that in the report, but I'm a rich man from oil. Texas tea. Everything's bigger in Texas. Even the tea. You know, you order a cup of tea, they give it to you in an oil drum full full of tea, of course. Anyway, who am I thinking? Um, look, okay, uh, Dave's pointing to a screen here. Uh, am I saying this right? Eli Shop Fisher. Eli's a love hyphenated name. You know, there's probably millions of Eli Fishers, but I bet, I bet my bottom dollar, my bottom... T, Texas T dollar, that there's no Eli Shop Fisher. Am I right? 
Am I right? Let me know if I'm right. I'm, I don't even let me know. I know I'm right. Okay, Eli Fisher, thank you so much. I reckon, are you going to be a big star? I, I told you, I've got a neck for this. I reckon you're going to be a big star. So put yourself in front of the camera, get in the face, do a self-tape, do a little audition, you know, send it to the people you didn't know, and then let me know. When you're in Hollywood, look me up, you know. You know, you'll see my house. It's quite big. Live next to the Hollywood sign under the H. Okay, okay. Eli Fisher, thank you so much. Oh, I gotta go. Bye. Okay. Well, and he's out of here again. <laughs> Woo! <coughs> he's gone to the, the bathroom this time. All right. Thank you uh, so much, Eli Fisher, And thank you, Sydney Scheinberg, for that, uh, whatever that was. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, finally, we'd like to thank uh, another person. Hopefully we'll get Sydney back in here for this, but um, no, no promises. From Wingdale in New York. Okay, I'm loving this. In the United States of America, just making sure that wasn't New York. I panicked, I panicked. I would like to thank from uh, Wingdale, New York, Kevin Packrad. Is that Kevin Ulysses Packrad? Who supports the show so much on Twitter and we engage with a whole lot. Thank you so much, Kevin. We appreciate all the support you give to the show. And maybe, just maybe... We can get uh, our great mate, Sydney Scheinberg, Sydney J. Scheinberg, the J standing for J. I'm going to bring him back in. Sydney, Sydney, just come in here. Come on. The microphone's hot. We're thanking a guy called. All right, he's come back in. All right, he's gone out again. Okay. All right, no. Okay, he's coming back in. All right, he's going to thank Kevin Packrad. Sydney, you got that? There it is, Wingdale, New York City. Kevin Packrad. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll thank one more person. Hey, Sydney Scheiberg here. Sydney Scheiberg. Oh, who am I thinking? I didn't listen to a thing you said, kid. You know, you got a great face for radio, but your voice no good for radio. I mean, okay. Um, face for radio is an offensive thing itself, and having not a voice for radio, that's no good. I don't, you know, I, I know what, I know, tell them what I got it. You should be, I don't know, like, like a hand model or something. You got beautiful hands. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. She, that scene in Ghost, they should have zoomed in on your hand. I don't, I don't haven't seen Ghost, but I, I, I imagine I, I get a lot from popular culture. Okay, anyway, uh, I don't have time to watch full movies. I only watch 20 minutes of each movie, and then I skip to a next movie, and sometimes I, th- I combine the movies. You know, you know, E.T., suddenly uh, he's getting eaten by a shark. I saw Jaws straight after E.T., then, a, then, a, then a, a, you know, a giant dinosaur was Jurassic Park, and I said, you know what, these three movies, they're going to be big time. But I put them in my mind as one movie. I called it The Giant Shark Alien Crocodile Come to Life. Yeah, for a long time I thought uh, dinosaurs were crocodiles. Then I found out that crocodiles were kind of dinosaurs in a way. Anyway, okay, I'd like to thank, uh, who am I thanking here? Okay, give me this list. Okay, I'm going through. Um, I'd like to thank from Wingdale, New York. Wingdale. My goodness. My brother lives in Wingdale. His name's Chris. His name's Chris. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, what's his last name? Oh, of course, Scheinberg. It's the same as mine. For- always forget that. <laughs> so crazy. So crazy. So Chris Scheinberg, you should look him up. If you're in Wingdale, you know, he owns uh, he owns the department store. Uh, go down there. Uh, beautiful place. You'll get some uh, discount tracksuit pants. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, sweatpants. Oh, what if you... I, I'm trying to translate for the Australian audience, but I, then I this guy's from Wingdale. So sweatpants. They're on sale right now. Chris Scheinberg, look him up. Okay. I'd like to thank from Wingdale in New York. Beautiful place. Beautiful part of the world. Spent a lot of time there. I've got a, I've got a cabin up there. Got a cabin near the woods. I uh, don't like the woods so much, but I like, love the cabin. So I, when I'm in the cabin, I, uh, I, I put the curtains down, put the, I draw the blinds. I can't see any of the woods, and then I just think I'm in a cabin, but it's in New, uh, New York City or Los Angeles. Anyway, okay. Uh, I'd like to thank. What's his name? Oh, uh, this is a name. Oh my God. OMG. Is that what the kids saying? Oh my goodness. Kevin Packrad. Kevin Packrad. You know, you, you can't spell Kevin Packrad without Kevin. Hmm? 
You know, my favorite star of all time, Kevin Costner. You seen that guy? You seen the bodyguard? My God, I will always love you in that film, Kevin Costner. My goodness, so good, so good. Okay, so Kevin Packard, thank you so much. Uh, you could be a bodyguard. You could be my bodyguard. You could be Chris Scheinberg, my brother's bodyguard. He's he's hiring. If you're looking for a job, check it out. Check it out in Wingdale, New York. But uh, thanks for supporting the show on Patron, Patreon. Am I saying that right? Patreon. Say again. Patreon. Oh, I, I don't I don't really like that, but okay. Thank you so much to Kevin Packard and all the crew out of Wingdale. Big shout out. Big love. Chris Scheinberg, I'm going to call you soon. You haven't spoken in a couple of months, but I'm going to call you soon. We'll, we'll, we'll tee this up. We'll tee the whole thing up. Okay, so just to recap, I, I, I love you all, and I, I've got to go. I really got to go this time. Got to make a big personal call. Okay, got to call Steven Spielberg. Got a message for Steven Spielberg? Oh, my goodness, Steven Spielberg. Could you say hi for me? Hi. Steven Spielberg doesn't do highs. You know, he does a lot of goodbyes because he's so busy. He's always saying goodbye. You know what I'm saying? All right, can you say goodbye to Steven Spielberg for me? With absolute pleasure, kid. Okay, gotta go. So Steve Spielberg, uh, tell him that uh, Chris says hi. No, Dave says hi. Chris says hi. No, bye. Chris says bye. Dave says bye. Okay, I reckon you'd be a better Chris. Everyone be a better Chris. Everyone change your name to Chris. You get a lot more work in Hollywood. I've done the stats on it. If you're called Chris, everyone gets a job. Okay? When was the last time you saw a movie and didn't have a Chris in it? Name a film without a Chris in it. I, I can't, off the top of my head. Exactly, exactly. Number one in the box office, Chris the movie. Okay, gotta go, gotta write that down. Gotta go, gotta go tell, gotta tell my wife, Lorraine. Lorraine, Lorraine, I got an idea. I got an idea for a movie. Okay, I think we just call it Chris the movie. Okay, you got that, you got that. Wow, and he's out of here. Woof. Well, uh, thanks to everyone uh, that supports the show on Patreon. Um bit self-conscious now because apparently i've got a voice for radio well i don't have a voice for radio actually gee i've got a face for radio but not a voice for radio anyway i gotta go think about some things but thank you to recap ali taylor eli Shotfisher, kevin packrad my goodness the great man sydney scheinberg hopefully you enjoyed those personalized but very very erratic shout outs very erratic and thanks to everyone that supports the show on patreon go to patreon.com slash do go on pod if you would like to be thanked and all sorts of things. Get the bonus episodes. Get it into you. All right, I've got to go. It's late here and I'm on my own and I'm really a bit scared. You know, I have obviously had Sydney in the studio before, but it's, uh, it's quite late at night in a dark, dark room. So better go or put the light on. Either way, I've got to go. Thank you for listening to the show. We'll be back next week with a studio episode. Uh, but if you want to come and see us in between, why don't you come down to the European Beer Cafe on Saturday? But uh, thanks for listening to the show, guys. And until next time, I'll say thank you and I will say a goodbye. Laters from Matt. Bye from Jess. You know. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.